to the SMC podcast today on the line we have Paul Jones. Paul, how you doing? I'm all right, man. How are you? Cold, cold, but uh, I think that's everybody in Michigan right now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we finally uh, get up to one degree over here. One degree, yeah, which is probably yeah. very different from you from from your your past living down oh, south. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the coldest I've ever been in my entire life. I mean, 30 and 40s is, uh, uh, that's freezing down south, you know, so. <laughs> so you're. I you're, remember one Christmas it being 85 degrees, so. Oh, 85. There you go. That's too much for me. I can't, I can't take that. <laughs> I've been down south, like, twice in my life. And. Uh, really? It's just so humid. I can't, I can't stand it. Oh, come on, man. It's so you know. beautiful, though. It's much more beautiful, but... Yeah, yes, yes. It's, uh, it, it's too humid. <laughs> I don't know. Michigan's pretty beautiful, though. Uh, you have to give yourself credit, so... It's true. Do we need to do a pure Michigan trailer before we get into the rest of this? Uh, no, please don't. I can get <laughs> Tim Allen on the line. He likes to do those for us, so... Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, uh, we've got you on the line because you guys have a lot going on. Uh, anyone who's checked out the Conference Chronicles as of uh, today actually saw that while you guys have uh, moved into a new building, you're getting ready to uh, launch here. Uh, so let's back it up a little bit and uh, tell us a little bit of the, the, the journey, if you will, of, of Journey of Hope and all these new transitions you've been making. Okay. How far do you want to go back? Let's rewind to well, uh, it was just a few months ago when you were starting to transition into a a school instead of uh, uh, the building okay. that you guys have been on in Party Road. Okay. Um, so we've been um, we moved in November out of the uh, Party Road property and into West Middle School and uh, did our training with Portable Church Company and. Uh, and all that uh, the first weekend and they were there um for our first two sundays kind of assisting and helping and uh, making sure we were um able to set up and break down um our system correctly and 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 all that and so we have been doing it you know for like nearly 13 weeks um somewhere in between 10 to 13 weeks i think it'll be closer to 13 when we launch um, and so when we moved out of our building, we very much, uh, kind of just pictured ourselves as replanting ourselves, uh, in the community. And so, you know, the first 13 weeks were just kind of us getting used to the new space, um, and, um, getting used to, um, our system, you know, um, because we still set up about a 12,000 square foot. Uh, area every week and uh, we've got a lot faster we can do it in about an hour of just kind of moving around real slow and talking and uh, and uh, break down in about 30 40 minutes so um, we do that every week and uh, you know it's been an adjustment but it's uh, it's been good uh, we've uh, 
built a lot more closer relationships. So, um, and then, you know, in that we've, uh, intentionally tried to build some partnerships with the school and, uh, and kind of focusing on, on those type of things. And we really are building, even with the district, uh, some good, good relationships, um, We've done a few things like uh, we bought them 300 new chairs uh, for for their facility. Um, <clears throat> we use those every Sunday, but uh, we got it in our school colors and and, and all that. And so uh, we thought that would be a way to start building a bridge. Um, and then we've done some luncheons with the teachers. We've done one luncheon, uh, and that was really neat. Um, they had like a teacher in service day, and so. We just told them we would um, buy them lunch, and so we bought them Jets pizza and salad and really did it up nice and uh, sat around and talked, and the principal said, would you like to talk to the teachers? And we were like, yeah. And so uh, we didn't really give some formal speech or anything. We just, you know, trying to build relationships, tell them who we are. Um, and, you know, the, it was it was a great thing because you know the teachers told us no one has ever done this for us so um and then uh, the past few weeks we started intentionally just writing some little notes uh, on like yard sale price tag type things um, hope you have a good day uh, just know that you're awesome just to put on some of the lockers of the students and uh just trying to build those those bridges you know of for the school because that's kind of our direct context um and as it warms up we will want to get into the neighborhoods and things like that but uh, as you said before no <laughs> one's outside in the cold so well, so you would hope anyways yeah it's so yes yes so i don't know if i'm going too much but uh so direct me if i am no no you're doing good uh i'd like to back up a little bit though and talk about uh your setup, because, uh, you know, um, in our conference, we have a few churches that have been setting up inside of buildings. I think of Chelsea Free Methodist. They've been uh, in a school for some time. Um, but even that was like, at least when they started, it was to eventually move into another place, whereas you guys have intentionally chose to be a mobile church in this building. Um, I used to work for uh, a church that used portable church systems as well. Uh, the same people that you guys used, and man, I just remember it, it's really pretty amazing how much stuff you know you can set up and fit into a few trailers. It's uh, you know, it's not just like pulling out uh, a few tables. You're like <laughs> pulling yeah. out an entire building worth of stuff and setting it up. But uh, even the stuff we had, um, we didn't set up quite as much as you guys do. Uh, the church I was at, we had kind of like smaller sections. You just set up in a hallway really quick, and then one big section for for the service. Uh, but I, I got a chance to come out on your your soft launch day when you guys were first checking it out, and you guys like set up a whole gym worth of stuff. Was that uh, just for that day, or are you still doing that? No, we do that every day, every every week. Uh, the in the gym. Um, so we, we meet the main gathering space for church is um, in the cafeteria. Uh, and then in the gym uh, right next is the whole children's area. So we use that entire gym. Uh, we have a nursery section. 
uh, that we put together, and then we have two other sections. Um, uh, and so, yeah, the gym is just the children's area, and then we have a check-in and 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 all that. And then um, out in kind of where the locker area is is our hospitality area where we we set up tables and coffee and. And then you go into the cafeteria and we set up like any church. I mean, so we have this, it's kind of funny, this humongous uh, screen. Uh, we we didn't realize we ordered that big. Oh, of a you screen. still have that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. the first week I came, you were just like, we're, we're not keeping this. <laughs> but yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, so we decided to keep it. Uh, it is. <laughs> I think it's 24 feet wide. Yeah, it was like the whole uh, stage. Yeah, it's 24 feet wide, and I, I think somewhere 15 to 20 feet tall. I mean, it's gigantic. Um, and we weren't going to keep it, but, you know, the people really liked it. And um, and we thought, well, um, to go to a smaller screen, it would just kind of look weird now. So we kind of kept it and the consultant didn't mean to order us that and all that. And then we put staging uh, up uh, every week and then curtains and lights. We have a whole light show, uh, sound equipment, and then we put out chairs. And, you know, it's really, I mean, um, we have really nice equipment. I mean, we have 17 cases um, that fit on a 24-foot trailer. The smallest case is the heaviest case because it has all the stands <laughs> for the curtains. That's how it always uh, is. Yeah, so it's kind of funny, but uh, it's really awesome. Uh, we have more of an intimate feel. Uh, it it really is an amazing system. Our people have just really embraced it and love it. And yeah, and uh, if a picture is worth a thousand words, then a video's got to be worth a few million or so. So yeah, if yeah. anybody wants to see this thing in action and really understand what Paul's talking about, go to our Facebook page and look for the Journey of Hope mobile video, and you'll see them setting everything up. Uh, you'll see what it looks like on the inside. It's really a, a very cool place and very different from what you guys were doing before. So. Tell me yeah. a little bit about that. Uh, you know, you're making big adjustments. I know, like, our church has made big adjustments, and that always uh, uh, brings with it, like, a lot of, well, it brings passion and change, but it also can take some time, especially in church settings, to to make those adjustments. So how's that journey gone for you guys? You know, it's going good. I feel like our people are really in, embracing it. Uh, we are as a church. Uh, it's, it's like anything. It's a change, and... Yeah, it's just more up to date, uh, you know. And, and the reason we went down this, I'm not ever saying we won't own some kind of form of building ever again. Uh, we're trusting Jesus will lead us, but we kind of just wanted to see, hey, you know what? What would it look like to actually do this uh, and not own a building, um, and actually pour that money into the community and into the school and kind of live out what we we called as followers of Jesus to do. So um, that's not a bash against anybody. That's just who we are. And so um, Taylor in the Down River area is just very blue collar. And we constantly get questions of, uh, you sold your building? Why would you do that? That's crazy. <laughs> From people that don't go to church or go to our church that are in the community, 
and then we tell them why kind of tell them the story and they go, Oh, that's really cool. You know? So. Yeah. And it, it has you all on, on mission too, right? I mean, yeah, it, it is, it is, it is intentionally forced us to be on mission. Yeah. And so, uh, we have groups emerging, uh, in our community. We've had, you know, we have what we call the big B group that, um, and they're really doing some awesome things. They meet every week in a big B coffee right up the street. Um, just some natural things that are just emerging, uh, that if we hadn't have done this, I don't think it, it would have taken longer. I think it would have probably happened, but because of that, it forces you to start. It just forces you to think outside the box. Okay. Man, you know, and I've even said, oh, man, it would be easier if we had a building at times. But uh, but it just says, OK, how are we how are we going to do this different? And, and uh, um, so, it, you know, some of the ideas that our people are coming up with are just like, wow, OK. You know, it's not about necessarily gathering them to our spot, but, um, you know, we've got people praying for prayer groups out in the community. Um, um, we've got people, you know, the big B group uh, that, that, and they were meeting before uh, we kind of moved, but uh, they've really, you know, taken it to, it's about 10 of them. And when they, when you walk in the big B on Goddard and party, you hear on Monday nights, welcome to big B. Uh, and they've told me how they prayed for people and people came back and said, Hey, you know, I didn't think God was even going to answer, but he did. Um, and they've become such a kind of a regular there that when they may not be there, people ask, um, and, um, they've interacted. The owners of that are, are, are Arabs. And so, uh, they've learned, they started asking questions about is, you know, their faith. And so naturally they've asked questions about Christianity and, um, and then we have a, a group that is, um, called an anime and uh one of our people is really into anime and so uh, <laughs> you know i was like i think you just said anime but what'd you actually say and then i realized you did say anime continue <laughs> <laughs> um um which is japanese uh comics yes, or com cartoons comics. for for those of you who don't know continue yes <laughs> yeah and so he he this person this couple uh, really knows a lot about Japanese culture. And I'm almost like, why aren't you a missionary in Japan? And they know so much about Japanese culture. Hmm. And um, they have this kind of group of people that they, they love this stuff. And a lot of them are atheists or agnostics or, or just kind of on the fence about Jesus and the church. And he uses that as connection point and, and uh, they open up conversations. And so, um, that's really taken off uh, in, in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, the whole point that, you know, we're trying to slow down and celebrate because we went through such a drastic change um, oh, sure. and uh, build more of a discipleship culture. But it's, it's, there's really been some fruit already that has emerged that it was just, it was, we had to, you know, and uh, our people are like, you know, here's who's here and let's build on that. And let's actually see people come to faith. So Pokemon uh, brings people to church. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll preach right there. 
I'd appreciate <laughs> all my fellow nerds be so happy to hear this. <laughs> uh, now, being outside, uh, you mentioned, you know, sometimes there's these moments where you're like, I wish I, uh, moments where I, I wish I had a building. But what's cool is I've seen online some of the ways in which you're trying to even turn your office space into mission work. Uh, you have been, uh, I think it was a coffee place, maybe Starbucks, with a sign that said free listening. Is that is that right? Yeah. So, uh, Free, uh, free listening is a part of a, um, a thing called Urban Confessional, mm-hmm. and you can Google that online or whatever, and it kind of tells you. And so I've intentionally tried to several days out of the week go to the Starbucks and Taylor and just begin. And so I just sit out there and I put a sign. I've had some friends in other states do it. Um, and I've had some people look at the sign. You know, uh, but so far I've only been doing this for about a month, but I've already started building some relationships with the employees and, uh, um, cause they ask like, well, what's free listening? And I just tell them, I'm just here to listen. You know, it's, you know, I don't know if it'll work, you know, it's kind of, you know, it was something I was trying. It, it has piqued some interest. Uh, I haven't had anybody come up and just spill their guts to me. Um, but um, I, I feel like I'm just trying to be present in that space. And uh, sometimes when I go there, I don't because I may not, I may be on like a sofa couch thing. And so I don't have a place to kind of just sit there or, or whatever, but I'm just trying to, um, trying to be known uh, there and, and get to know some of the regulars and the employees. And hopefully through that, uh, my purpose is not to get them into our gathering. My purpose is to be Jesus in Starbucks. And so what does it look like to be the church in that space? Um, if some came to the gathering, uh, you know, I mean, we wouldn't say, Oh no, you're not allowed here. Um, but the purpose of it is just to begin to build relationships and, and hopefully through that conversations can take place. Um, And um, so just trying to be intentional, but not be weird. Uh, And so um, if you get what I'm saying, intentional, but not weird. I don't know anything about that in the church. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So you guys have now been doing this, you said, for about 13 weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, even though you guys have already been present and doing this for 13 weeks, it's kind of just been like a a time of training for, for you guys. Not that, you know, uh, other people aren't welcome to come out, but uh, the big push you've been making for like a, a launch is right around the corner here. Tell us a little bit about that. So, yeah, the, the launch is February 10th. And... Um, and and so we didn't want to wait all the way to Easter because Easter's kind of later in the year. Um, so uh, we decided to do it after about 13 weeks of getting trained. And, and we've had guests show up, and but the intentionality of of the first part was for us to get used to the space and to kind of find a groove. So um we set a date of February 10th where people can and go, okay, we, we kind of feel like we kind of understand what we're doing and how things flow and, 
and where we would put like greeters and things like that were comfortable enough of setting up and breaking down that, you know, um, it's, you know, there's, there's space for conversations. And so February 10th is just, you know, we called it a launch day. Um, and so we're just advertising through Facebook and social media and, and things like that. Um, and just really saying, okay, this is the day you can invite someone. And, and our people have, um, uh, or at least they told me they have. And so, um, our hope is to, um, um, and we've been going to invite the people from the school and say, Hey, you know, this is, if you want to come check this out, you can come and, um, but it's just kind of a relaunching. Okay. Here we are. We feel like we can do this. And, um, and so we're just February 10th is kind of, I guess you could say the grand opening, we're opening it to the public where we'll begin to be more intentional, uh, about, you know, developing a discipleship culture and missional, uh, endeavors out in the community, but we want to be strategic about that. Um, and so, yeah, that's what February 10th is about. It's not, we're not a brand new church. Um, but, um, it's kind of just a relaunching, you know, of, okay, you know, here we are, uh, because I found in conversations when I got here, uh, most people would ask me, well, they would hear my accent and go, uh, do you live here? Are you from here? <laughs> what are you doing here? And I would tell them I'm a pastor. Um, and, um, a lot of people knew the school, the school had such a great reputation. Uh, but you know, they didn't necessarily know the church. And so, um, this is kind of a new way of us saying, okay, here's who we are for some people. They'll think we're a brand new church, but, um, uh, next year, you know, I thought it was this year, but I found out uh, next year will be 50 years. So it's kind of, you know, uh, the church has went, been in the community for a long time and had a great impact. Uh, and so it's just our kind of new journey. We feel like we don't feel like we're cutting edge, uh, but we we kind of feel like this may be a method of the future for churches. Um, and so we're just trying it out, you know, uh, being the mad scientist, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, what do you think has been maybe one of the biggest lessons you've learned in all this? Or that's a, seven that's of a, the top hundred. That... No, no, that's, yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, here's the biggest lesson. Um, this is not original to me, but it's just I know this, you know, going to a new building or changing locations uh you know that's great but that's you know in our very much post christendom culture um even in the midwest um you know people people if you if you don't have relationships and there's not that discipleship culture to the whole thing moving to a new building just to move to a new building is not uh that's not going to make the difference if, if the people aren't on mission. And so I don't think, you know, um, uh, if I'd asked this a year and a half ago, they would have said, absolutely not. Uh, but our people were kind of on board. And so 
the number one lesson I think I've learned is, you know, you got to get back. You got to stay to the basics and, um, and discipling people is how you multiply. And, um, you can, you, you can do that anywhere. And so, um, that doesn't mean that this is where Jesus led us. And so, um, you know, you've got to find where Jesus is leading you as a, a group of people. And so uh, the greatest lesson I learned is it doesn't matter where you are. If you're not being intentional about what Jesus called us all to do, then uh, being in a building or being in a school is not going to make much of a difference. Yeah, that's good. And I think that's a good lesson for all of us uh, as as all of you know, in the Southern Michigan Conference, this is a year of multiplication. Uh, we're constantly reminding ourselves and pushing ourselves forward to to grow, not for the sake of growth, but for the sake of reaching uh, people for for Christ and doing the very mission that he, he put us on. So uh, I think uh, Journey of Hope is a, a beautiful image of what that means. They've certainly made a lot of sacrifice in, in selling a building and and stepping out on the edge, uh, following God to see where He's taking them, and seeing all these uh, uh, cool things that they can can try out. And, and what's what's great about it is you can see the way that you guys are co-laboring with God. You know, like you're not just in a building; you're intentionally. Um, I mean, you're not just in a school building, but you're intentionally trying to reach the teachers there, the community there, the students there. Yeah. Uh, you guys are writing letters to the students too, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just engaging the people around you in the space that you're yeah. at and, and bringing God's presence into it in, in those kinds of ways. So uh, it, it's a beautiful image for the rest of us to remember. And I think uh, it's something that every time we make a massive change, it's something we learn. You know, there's always this fear, like, who's going to stick around? Who's going to go along with this? Uh, yeah. But then we just stop and we're like, you know, we can just sense God's calling us here and that's what we need to be obedient to. And you make the switch and you find like suddenly we're all enthused about going on mission together and pushing yeah. forward and making a difference. And uh, that's always well, a beautiful you, thing to see. You got to remember whose church it is. And yeah. uh, it's Jesus's church. And um, yeah, this was a risky move in a lot of ways, but it was a right move for us. And so, you know, we've had people come up. I've had people come up, you know, what, you know, what can we learn from that? And I'm just a Jesus guy. And so it's not what you can learn from me. It's what is Jesus asking you? And, uh, you know, that's going to be different in every context. Uh, and so you've got the purposes. Am I, am I taking six steps? Uh, it's kind of the language we've started using closer to being cross-like am i am i putting on his skin um in the world so um and being the kingdom of god now rather than you know waiting for them to come to us because uh, that's that's that doesn't always work uh, more and more yeah that's good all right. Well, hey, Paul, I uh, just want to thank you for talking with us today. Uh, everyone, you can be in prayer for their launch, uh, which is, is that, uh, what week is that? Uh, February 10th. I think that's the, that's the third. It's not this coming Sunday, but the next. Okay. So, so 
those of you who are listening, you could always go check it out for yourself. You can go see the video on our webpage or on the launch day. You can go kind of see what it's all about, uh, or uh, you can just definitely keep them in prayer as they're headed towards that um, prayer that they continue to multiply and reach their, their neighborhood around them. So we're excited for what you guys are doing and uh, to continue hearing the testimonies coming out of uh, what yeah. Jesus is doing with you guys. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for uh, having me on today. So uh, yeah. just excited about uh, what God's up to in the world. For sure. Well, with that, that's the SMC podcast. Thanks for talking with us, Paul. Thank you. Podcast.